So I see new agents get maybe a little too aggressive on the due diligence period, but they haven't considered, oh my goodness, the service providers that I need to go out and do the inspections can't get out there during that time. Hey everybody, welcome back to the North Carolina Real Estate Show. I'm Tiffany Weber. I am a real estate attorney in Mooresville, North Carolina at Thomas & Weber. And today we are going to talk about three mistakes that I see new agents make on the North Carolina standard offer to purchase. So the first one, and I'm gonna just take these in order of um, where they appear in the contract. So the first one is not giving enough time for due diligence. So as you know, in North Carolina, there's there's two different ways that we use the term due diligence. One is the fee, which is um, the fee that you pay to essentially buy the property off the market or take the property off of the market and compensate the seller for that time that they cannot advertise to other buyers. Um, and then it's also the period. So it may be called an inspection period in other states, but in North Carolina, the due diligence period refers to the time in which the buyer gets to come in and check out the property. Now, our North Carolina standard offer to purchase defines the due diligence period as the period beginning on the effective date or simply when everybody signs the contract. So the last, you know, the last date of which the last person executed the contract now it's effective so beginning when the contract is effective and extending through 5 p.m on a certain date um, and then also being um, it's got this very important bold language time being of the essence and that is a legal it's called a term of art so it has a specific meaning in the law and in particular this one means that time being of the essence means that the date is essential to the contract. It is not a target we are hoping to hit. It's not a flexible, you know, we've got about two weeks. No, it is through 5 p.m. on whatever that date is, and that's it. So once 501 hits, then the due diligence period is over. So time being of the essence means there's no wiggle room to play around with that date on due diligence. So I see new agents get maybe a little too aggressive on the due diligence period and give uh, maybe they want to make the offer more attractive so they tell their buyers hey we'll just tell them it's a seven day due diligence but they haven't considered oh my goodness the service providers that i need to go out and do the inspections can't get out there during that time you know hopefully they can and but if not then if your buyers have committed to a very short due diligence window their inspections are not complete before the expiration of due diligence what if they find something that is a no-go and then they have to terminate the contract? Well, not giving enough time for that due diligence period puts some more of their money on the line. So if you're using the North Carolina standard offer to purchase that uses the earnest money deposit and the due diligence fee, and you've offered both of those up to the seller, well, if the buyer has to terminate after the expiration of the due diligence period, they are also going to lose their earnest money deposit. So you have to make sure that you build in enough time for those inspections to give your buyer time to make that decision because otherwise you do a really short inspection period or due diligence period, you run out of time. Okay, well, if five days later, or, you know, even uh, two hours after the expiration of the due diligence period has run out, the buyer says, gosh, we found this thing on the inspection report, we can't buy this house. Well, they're also giving up their earnest money deposit, and that could have been prevented if more time had been allowed for those inspections. Now, the second thing is all about what's included and what's not included. So this is um, going to be in sections or paragraphs two and three 
of the contract. And this is going to go all into what fixtures are going to be part of the contract and what's not. And then also what personal property will be included in the contract and what will not. So fixtures and exclusions in our uh, current version, the July 2022 version of the offer to purchase, there is an explanation of what's considered a fixture. Um, so it's important that your clients understand those things that are listed in the contract as to what's a fixture, because sometimes uh, a seller might think, oh, well, that shouldn't be uh, the fixture. We should be able to take that. Make sure you understand what your clients want to take and what they have to leave. So if there's something specifically that your client wants to take with them, one, make sure that the standard offer to purchase allows that. And if not, amend accordingly, um, but also make sure that it is specifically enumerated if it's not already allowed by the offer to purchase. And then also on the other side of that, if you're representing a buyer and they definitely want something to stay, uh, this could be on the, you know, make sure that either it's a fixture so that it has to stay, or if it's personal property and not a fixture, that it's included in that section three, what personal property will convey at closing. Uh, so the, the key here is when in doubt, spell it out. If you do not know for sure that something either is staying or if you're a seller is going, then make sure it is clear to the parties in writing, spell it out, which kind of leads us into the next point, which when it comes to spelling it out, uh, if there is not a blank for you to fill in to that effect, and it's going to require some extra drafting, remember that in North Carolina, only attorneys can draft the addenda to the contract. There is a, there's a separate thing to this that like, say you're unrepresented, a, a party can, you know, draft their own contract for themselves, but you cannot draft a contract for someone else. So when you're acting as an agent, you are not the party yourself. So you can't draft a contract for someone else. An attorney can do that. So I see agents trying to write their own addenda to the contract. Now there is a wealth of standard forms to go along with the North Carolina offer to purchase. You can see examples of those listed in section 14. In fact, the contract builds in a place for you to check what standard addenda are included, or if there are any addenda that are drafted by the parties themselves, remember, because a party can draft their own contract, uh, or by an attorney. So remembering that if you have to write something other than filling in a blank, it needs to be done by someone either with a law license or the parties do it themselves. And unless the parties are, um, you know, one attorneys um, or insistent upon drafting it themselves, and I would recommend you involve a real estate attorney so that they can kind of narrow down what is actually needing to be done in that addenda. And what I see here, aside from the fact that the contract specifically says in a boxed note under North Carolina law, real estate brokers are not permitted to draft addenda to this contract. Aside from that, when I see agents trying to do this or when they have done this, they don't know what to include or um, they may put something that seems like it's going to be very simple. The party said that they're just going to do this very simple thing. Uh, but they're not considering, all right, well, what if the parties don't do that thing? So do, you know, are there deposits that get to be refunded? What are, you know, how do we undo it? Uh, what are the remedies if one party breaches this? Maybe it would be handled by the standard offer to purchase, but maybe not. So there are so many things that go into drafting addenda to the contract that are not just um, simple. They said they would do this very simple thing. There's 
almost always more to it than whatever the parties say is simple. So um, those are the three things that I see. There may be a few more little things, but those are the biggest things that I see new agents miss on the standard offer to purchase. And my recommendation is when it comes to addenda, if you're not sure, if you need some guidance on some of these things, call your friendly local real estate attorney. I know in our area, we deal with agents all the time trying to make sure that they have the proper exhibits, addenda, um, amendments to their contract, making sure that they're not getting involved into the practice of law and that their, you know, their clients are getting their expectations met and their interests taken care of. Uh, so call your friendly local real estate attorney and ask them to take a look at it for you or um, give you some guidance whenever you need it. That's kind of one of the perks of being an agent in North Carolina is that you, you get a lot of access to real estate attorneys. Um, so I would encourage you to do that so that you don't get yourself into a pickle of thinking that you got it covered, um, but not being sure. Let's, let's try to remove all, all doubt. Um, so if you ever have in your mind a doubt as to whether you accomplished what it is you wanted to then you know run it by somebody to make sure that you really knocked out what you intended to so those are the three things that i see new agents deal with on the contract that they sometimes don't quite get right and if they don't get it right then it can have bad consequences so hopefully you learned something today um, again this was a north carolina real estate show i'm tiffany weber and we will catch you in the next episode 